Right, it's time for podcast number seven already from uh, Leo Gang we're talking about. And we've got our expert in-house e-bike uh, wine expert and downhill expert, <laughs> Steve James, talk about the happenings in Austria at the weekend. Where did the wine come into that? <laughs> <laughs> Are you more of an expert in wine or downhill? <laughs> uh, do we actually have to start with this? Are we actually rolling with this? We're rolling. <laughs> Um, let's talk about Leo, Leo Gang. There's always talk that it's easy, it's bike parky, but it's always good racing. I think you could hold the World Cup on any track. It's always going to be good racing. Yeah, I, I think I think Leo Gang. It's not the riders' favourite, but definitely visually on TV, I think it looks. I think those guys have got it down with with the footage, the camera angles. It's, it's really engaging, and uh, you know, a track that's not maybe technically too challenging is does provide for good good footage, right? Although, yeah, they freshened it up at, at the start, and we saw I saw on Cathro Vision's practice video, yeah. people struggling straight away from the B practice as well, though. B coming straight out of the gate into brand new stuff that has no. No ruts in it it's off camber mm. we used to see a lot of that it reminded me of a lot of the old alpine world cups where it would look like a meadow but actually it would be pretty technical because there'd be all sorts going on and it'd be fresh yeah i mean and i so it proved in the finals i mean the final the first the first few corners in the final were actually some of the most exciting parts of the whole race right all right yeah you know, people you know, peering over the sort of almost going over the bars um i mean loads of people having I'm in trouble there. People getting their feet kicked off the pedals and stuff like that. Tracy Hanna sort of clipped a pole in that one section. That was a bit low down in those stumps. But isn't it funny though? Like the whole the whole race came down to loads of people analysing a couple of corners on, on a on the whole hill. I mean, they were wondering about the exit speed of a one particular corner before they going into into the jump section, and that a lot of people were saying that that was critical. I mean, if you think of some tracks where every single exit corner is important, but on Leo Gang is maybe one, which is a bit bananas. Really. Yeah, you carry speed for a long time. And it does remind me, uh, it's a, it looks a little bit like Daniel skiing to me. When you get on that motorway, it's super fast. Mm. Um, it's funny, coming into it, it's saw Tracy Hannah. She had to pull really hard to clear a double. And actually, in the men's race, they're all like uh, pedaling through it. So, yeah. so like a BMX style. You know, uh, manual with the paddles uh, through the middle, super fast. I tell you what was impressive, the way Gwyn scrubbed through some of, that section, some of those sections in the final. Yeah. Uh, but coming back to the highlights, I think, Don, the highlights of the whole race uh, for the whole weekend, I think the closeness of the race then yep. is always great at Leah Gang. Uh, the fact that Minar, Minar came back, you know, he's 37 and he's like... He's 38 you know, now, actually. 38. The same age as you, right, Don? Oh, wow, he's, I'm 37. Okay, you'd, you'd be coming a wine expert next as well. Vergier uh, coming off in, in the in the final. Um, yeah. Rachel Athen coming off in the final. And, of course, Finn Isles coming off in the final. So those yeah. are the, I think, would you, would you say those are the main stories? Um, yeah, there's an awful lot going on. And we start talking about consistency because we're now on to round three. It will yeah. become more important. We'll talk about the points a bit later on in the podcast, but... Um, but I think like like wine, Don, like we talked about earlier, I think age. Let's talk age here. It's the age of the racer. I mean, Greg Manar, 38, right? Yeah, but he's the oldest by a bit. Right. And he, you know, he he actually won the World Cup series as a teenager mm. in 2001. Yeah. And we raced against him. I was there then. <laughs> yeah. We also raced against him in his first UK national. I think it was in North Wales in 1998, 99. Um, Pateley Bridge won it, that one. Well, no, that was 2000. That was okay. So that was when Peter came off, right? Yeah. Did he still win? But talking about Pateley Bridge, Pateley Bridge. And before Pateley Bridge, was actually in Elethan. That yeah. was his first, I guess. Is that right? Yeah, you came 12th, I came 13th. <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> I don't remember that. 
Uh, babe. But no, anyway, right? You say 38, you say 738. Um, is, you know, people talk about is that's ridiculously old. But then you look at the likes of Roger Federer, 37, mm-hmm. uh, Serena Williams, 37. I think Kelly Slater is like 46 and still competing. He is, yeah. So it's, True. you know, do you think the world we'll, has changed, right? Well, do you think we'll see Minar at 46 racing Dino World Cup? I don't know. I've got no idea. Riding e-bikes, probably. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, back to... Uh, <laughs> he sneaks them in, doesn't he? He sneaks them in. Well, let's go back to Leo Gang. So, I mean, it's always tight. And it, we saw it in qualifying. There was only 10 seconds between the first man and 60th place, or less than 10 seconds. So yeah. 10 seconds slower than the fastest qualifier, who was Greg Minar, and mm. you're not qualifying. So... There aren't many people, well, there's 60 in the world that can be as close as that. It's super, super tight. Yeah, I mean, the win, so so should we come on to the winning times later? I mean, the yeah. podium this year was separated by 2.4 seconds. Mm-hmm. It's not actually the closest podium of all time. The closest podium is uh, 2014 when Josh Bryceland beat Greg Minar, and that was uh, between first and fifth, was 1.8 seconds. That was Leo Gang as well. That, this, the Royal, yeah, this is Leo Gang. Right. This is, yeah, the Leo Gang top fives. Um, Obviously, there was the race, the, the most famous race of all time when Gwyn... Danny Hart won World Champs. No, we're talking Leo Gang, Don. <laughs> Focus! Uh, the, I mean, the most famous Leo Gang race of all time has got to be Aaron Gwyn going chainless down there. Yep. And that's when he beat uh, Conor Fearon by 0.04, four hundredths of a second. Mm. Got to be gutted with that, Fearon. <laughs> I know. And then, then the podium, the podium separated by 1.9 seconds. Uh, when people talk about Leo Gang being always being a close race, that's not actually not actually the case. Uh, when Gwyn beat uh, G. Atherton in 2011, nine seconds separating the podium. For, yeah. when, the, when Leo Gang was first race, 2010, six seconds between... Um, when Greg Menard beat G. Atherton. Uh, and, of course, Aaron Gwynn beat in Loris Verge in 2016. The podium separated by seven seconds then. So it's not always a close race. Yeah, true. Well, we saw Bruni come down. He put 3.2 into Everall's. I mean, that was it. It was game over, right? right. You always think that, don't you? And it's that big a margin. You think, ah, oh, yeah. done it, won it. But I mean, and you could see he was visibly quicker, right? Yeah. He, yeah and you, you, could, you could see those. Like, like we talked about in Slovenia, you can just see those tyres pushing the edges a little bit more than the other riders. Uh, but there he is. Uh, Bruni's done it. He's now won four World Cup races. He's now the third most successful French racer of all time between behind Vulios and uh, Fabien Brel. Uh, and he's alongside uh, Amory Piron in, uh, right. in the standards. Obviously, they've, you know, they've won four apiece now. Mm-hmm. Still a big step up between you know the likes of Hill and True. Petey and stuff like it that. It feels like... They're both early in their career, though. Pirion feels especially because he's only just got used to winning last year. So I think there's plenty more to come from him. Um, yeah, but you say early in their career? I, mean, I know they're not they're that young. Oh, here we go. Jack's in on the conversation. <laughs> Bruni's 25. Uh, Pirion's what? Pirion's 24, 25? Yeah, Pirion is same age, yeah. Yeah. But still, still early days. You said Minard didn't really start winning racking up his wins till later on he didn't start you know he didn't start racking them up he don't i think he'd only won four by the time he was 26 yeah which is quite interesting mm. and you said about Vulio's winning well, Vulio's had retired at 26 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know it's interesting warner said on the commentary that uh you know uh, minar's an old man in a, sp- in a in a sport that's getting younger i'm not sure it is getting younger to be honest is what mm. depends that you're going to be very careful with the statistics now you manipulate them i think he means uh, uh, I think he means fake the news. That are coming through and now getting 
a bit a younger than him. How can the riders come? I mean, the well, riders that are riders' age, juniors. Be younger, yeah, but like. <laughs> There was never a Junior World Cup back in the day, so that separates them up a little bit. You'd have raced the Junior World Cup, I done, wouldn't you? I did not have a win. You would have done, though, wouldn't I you? I would have. Yeah. But it wasn't there when I was a youth. No. Um, anyway. Now, now he's a fine vintage, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. Well, I wouldn't say fine. Anyway, this is not a dinosaur, eh, Jack? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's another story. <laughs> There was still some, there were only a week after 40, and there were some sore people, definitely. So Gwyn mm. had a, a whopper of a crash. Yeah. He didn't seem too bad, apparently. I think it's just the original ankle injury was still hurting him more than anything. Yeah, but he got lucky at Fort William, really. Yeah. Anywhere. I mean, I've got scars in Fort William. There's very few places you get you, away you with You've got crash. scars from life in general, don't I you? I have, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but there aren't many places on that track where you can have a crash like that and not seriously hurt yourself. And he managed it. Yeah. I think the, the Gwyn the angle on Leo Gang is quite interesting, isn't it? He where hit, did he get his puncture? That wasn't Leo Gang. You know, the one where he also did, he didn't win it, but he uh, did really well. He yeah. did good yeah. down it. Is that Leo Gang? Yeah, yeah but... But yeah. I think for Gwyn, Gwyn's been in, in heavy seas the last month. He's been struggling he with, with lots of different stuff. And I'm really happy to see him come back and get a podium and, and be within a couple of seconds. Yep. You know, he's reset now. And I'm sure he'll go away from Leo Gang and think, you know what? Yeah, I've got I've got the stormy waters behind me. It does feel like that, doesn't it? I think so. And maybe the same with Luke Bruni as well, you know. I mean, he's you know, yeah. he's gone down a couple of times. Piron's gone down. So Bruni would have been feeling it from last week as well, that massive crash on that yeah. berm. Yeah. Uh you see Reese Wilson obviously had that sort of shoulder barge at Fort William as well. So he was struggling. He's had a good year so far. Yeah. It's been yeah, it's been a rough rough year for a lot of people, right? Talking about people further down the food chain, the privateers. Do you see that Windmasters set up a privateers fund, mm -hmm. uh, basically giving out uh, money to the fastest privateer uh, at every round of the World Cup downhill, but also selected Enduro World Series, and he was up to eleven thousand two hundred ninety euros donated okay. on that from wow. individuals and the industry getting behind it. So yeah. pretty cool. Do you know you talk about privateers? It's quite interesting that the the women's half the top ten women's were privateer races. I noticed that going through results, a lot That's of people like, without names, uh, yeah. teams next to their names. Uh, and it's really nice to see a German uh, talking about you know the Hoffman came Nina, second, yeah. Nina Hoffman came second in the women's, and you know if you look at the entry list, is there's definitely a there's not too many Germans riding World Cup downhill still. Yeah. I think I think in the whole entry between the hundred, I think 160 riders started. Mm. I think there was like eight German riders in the whole start list. Uh, you're right. Even back in my day, there was Marcus Klausman who raced yeah. for a long, long time. Yeah. Who else for German-wise? I don't remember. Well, Jürgen Benecke is probably the right. most yeah. famous Ger um, German oh, you rider. Go. 41st Max Hartenstern uh, riding for Cube. Yeah, it is surprising when the industry is massive in Germany, and mountain bike scene is massive in Germany. It is. I mean, I was I was in Freiburg last week, right? The amount of bikes there is insane. Did you see? It's, it's crazy. I saw lots of social stuff coming out of the Winterberg yeah. festival as well. It's huge. It is. Yeah, You've got people like Fabi Widmer, obviously massive German stars, but yeah. Yeah, not massively in but, I mean, it's, it's like, but race, you know, racing is a big part of the German culture, but maybe, you know, not, not quite World Cup. Um, yeah. Going back in the countries, Don, uh, there's been lots of talk about the French dominance recently. Yeah. Um, Are you going to, you like I'm, disproving I'm, facts, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> well, there has been a talk about the French and definitely well, the won. French have been the force of the last few years. They've won. But let's put something in perspective. <laughs> <laughs> They've won every World Cup this year. 
men's they have. Downhill. And they've actually won eight of the last 10 World Cup races, okay. which is phenomenal. Not However, in not in women's. Not in women's. We're talking, yeah, talking men, we're talking women <laughs> as well. Uh, when you look at the last decade of World Cup downhill racing, right? Mm-hmm. The last decade of World Cup in the men's class, uh, America has 20 World Cup wins, Great Britain is 15, South Africa is 13, and France is 12. Now, well, you've got Aaron Gwynn, Great Britain, and Greg Minnaugh. <laughs> so basically, yeah, you've got Aaron Gwynn has won, tw- in the last decade, Gwynn has won 20 races, Great Britain has won 15, but five riders have, have make up that, that number. Mm-hmm. South Africa, 13, obviously Greg Minnaugh, and France, six riders have won 12 World Cups in the last, 12 in the last 10 years. So that goes, you know. How many um, in the last five years for France, though? I mean, uh, the last year. <laughs> well, I, I was just going to say, well, I, I did say that. So basically eight of the last 10 races, male races have been won by French people. So France, France are definitely on the, on, the, on the move. But in the bigger picture, in the last decade, they haven't really been, been there. So it's good, it's good to see them back, I think. And it's becoming, a, a, again, a French-American thing, which we talked about from Maribor, didn't we? We did, Talk- didn't we? Yeah. So we were talking about the previous French generation that was. Yeah. Well. Uh, Gracia, Pascal, Buddy Oz, a bit further back. Yeah. So now you're like, say, Charlie Harrison, Gordon Norton. <laughs> Charlie Harrison's doing really well yeah, this year. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Uh, he finished seventh. Yeah, great ride from him. Ride for the Trek Factory Racing. And what about the kids, Don? What about the, what about the youngsters coming through from the, you know, we're, looking, we're talking Finn Isles and your man. You're a big Matt Walker fan, I know, <laughs> from Shropshire. Yeah. Uh, finished 13th. Yeah. Better than Finn Isles. Yeah, Finn Hals went down. Again. Pretty, Finn went down pretty hard, pretty hard, didn't he? Really? He did. Uh, do you think? Do you think those guys need to really get get? A, I mean, they've both got podiums at World Cup senior level. Do you mm. think they need to? They, they seem to be a little bit inconsistent with their runs at the minute. But that's what happens when you go from from junior to elite, right? Well, yes. But I was going to talk about Loris Vergier, right? Because also <laughs> slightly inconsistent. Super yeah. fast, or maybe a, a step up. Well, so yeah. far a step up on those guys, but not holding it together when it counts. That was that was maybe a little bad bit of bad luck in that corner though. I mean, loose gravel. You make your own luck, Steve. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's definitely a tough track and it did look super loose in fact after qualifying uh we saw you know rick mclaughlin does that qualifying thing now and mm. lots of the riders big rick yeah big rick (laughs) was a lot of the riders were saying how loose it was and how much it changed since practice well which you don't really i didn't wouldn't have thought that about leo gang you think oh it's the track's tracking once it's ridden in that first day's practice it doesn't change but actually they're all saying it did uh, change quite a lot Mm. perion had a big crash in i think it was the morning of the race and hurt his knee so he wasn't riding that great i think there's also the change in conditions as well now if you look yeah if you look you can see visibly on the tv uh, riding in bright conditions where you get a lot of reflection, reflection yeah. off the track and you're going from bright light to dark woods. That must have been quite difficult to deal with. And then you saw some of the later riders actually went down, uh, obviously, when the sun was behind the clouds. It must have been... Can be really difficult, yeah. Especially you get uh, a lot of photographers in the trees and you get flashed occasionally off, and mm. that really doesn't help. Yeah. I remember back... Voice, your voice experience coming out. Voice down. experience. Vintage, I, the vintage is coming out. I raced uh, <laughs> in 2000. I raced uh, in Japan. At the Arai Mountain, yeah, and yeah. there was a really. Are you being flashed? Yeah, I got flashed. <laughs> but there was no. There was a really fast bit coming into a ski piece. That honestly, like as fast as you've ever been on a downhill bike, yeah. and you turned in, 
and there was a photographer leaning over the tapes and I almost hit his camera and I almost had like the fast crash I've ever had and I drifted. And you've had some fast crash in my done. Very fast ones. Yeah. <laughs> and it ruined my race run. In fact, it didn't ruin my race run. Did it ruin your day, Don? Snapping my gear cable at the start <laughs> ruined my race run. <laughs> it almost ruined my, uh, yeah, my elbows at least. Wow. Uh, were you surprised that uh, Rachel, uh, gone over the bars, she didn't often make mistakes? Well, Don, does she? She qualified second, which yeah. I, was a bit of a surprise. I thought I was surprised at that. Tracy Anna said she had to change a lot from time training. So um, it then did surprise me that she crashed. Mm. But like you said, she must have been pushing. So yeah. that's the way it goes sometimes. We don't often see her crashing like that. Mm. But like, you know, um, Tracy's pulled out quite a, quite a gap now in the, in the series standings. Um, it's also the first race she's won where Rachel has been in the start gate, which is quite surprising. Right. So that's her fourth World Cup win, but the first one where Rachel's ever been there racing, not, not injured or whatever. Yeah, interesting. Um, in men's, going back to qualifying, Bruni qualified 11th, so disappointing result for him there. Yeah, she lose, lose, lost some points on that, didn't he, really? Well, we'll get into points later because yeah. it actually it's tight at the top and yeah. there's a couple of qualifying results that is, have cost... Bruni a bit so far this year. Yeah. Um, I just want to see, we haven't talked about juniors at all this year, but Valley Hall uh, won mm. the race by 18 seconds. Super impressive. That's uh, it's massive. Isn't the it? first one we've seen from her this year, really. And that would put a third in elite. The women's elite was a little bit sort of a little bit messed up this week with Rachel crashing and obviously Tane's still out and for the foreseeable future because she's had surgery now on that separated shoulder. So we don't know really when Tarnie's going to yeah, be back. It's a, it's, a, it's a great shame, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and Ju Junior uh, Men. Junior Men. Thibaut de Prala. Right in the comments are. Yeah. Uh, Another win. Another win. You got the Brit Jamie Edmondson who came fourth there. Yeah, good result. Uh, but yeah, again, another another French rider coming through. Commensal mm -hmm. uh, doing well. I mean, you know, this, uh, and, you know, things move to Val Nord. Yeah, next round. Next round in two weeks' time. I can, uh, again, that, that's going to probably be down to the likes of uh, Bruni, Brosnan, Verge and Piron, right? Yeah, and Danny Hart. Danny Hart's been consistent this year. Yeah. Uh, so in the women's race, Kate Weatherly, well, there's a couple of best ever results here. So Nina Hoffman in second place, the German rider. Kate Weatherly, the Kiwi rider, in third place. Um, Marine Cabaru did have a bit of a crash. Um, obviously, Rachel had that big crash, so she finished last. So points aren't looking that great. Um, Marine Cabaru crashed and still came fifth. Cabaru, yeah, crashed, still came fifth. No, fourth, in fact. Yeah. yeah, and it's you know, it's nine nine seconds, so she that's she could have been on for the win, right? Yeah, she I always used to think, yeah, a normal crash will cost you about ten seconds. It obviously depends, you know, how fast you're going and where it is, but yeah, I think anything that close is gonna be uh very close to winning it. Um and yeah, uh, Rach Athton hands over the number one plate to Tracy Hannah, yeah, from the Polygon UR team. And how are we looking on the uh, looking on the men's done? What for the overall? Yeah, we're getting in. We're getting to the, into the actual results of the day. Did you see Sean McCarroll's in the results <laughs> sheet? Sean McCarroll predates me. A in the wanted world of the day. man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did he qualify? Uh, I think he did. Oh, no, he didn't, oh. he didn't qualify. Uh, he didn't qualify. He didn't qualify. Who's he ride for? 
Um, I guess he rides for himself, I would think. Good point. Let's just. He used to be um, a giant rider back in the day, didn't he? He's a wild man on the bike, super tall. I remember him throwing that ATX one. Or, was it ATX one, the one that Warner rode? Yeah. Yeah, Good the rider. picture of, the, of a lot of them in, the, in that caravan room of the giant advert. Vaguely. <laughs> uh, in the men's, Jure Zabiek, who was injured last year, is now going super well this year. So the Slovenian rider. Uh, finished 10th place. That's a serious result. Only three and a half seconds away from the win. Um, Charlie Harrison, like we said, 7th place. Bernard Kerr put in a good run. He, he, well, he was fastest on loads of sections, right? Jack? Yeah, in the woods. Fastest yeah. in the woods. Yeah. Laurie Greenland, two crashes. <laughs> not, not a brilliant year. Bernard crashed at top, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, Laurie's not having such a good year, is he, really? Well, he's in 15th, so it's... Pretty good, but it's not as good as yeah. we'd expect, really. He's had an eighth, a 17th, an hour 48th. Yeah. Bit of a shame. What happened to uh, what happened to Adam Brayton and Kel Seagrave, Jack? Do you know? Kel Seagrave, I saw a big crash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On that corner, which was analysed. Yeah. I think uh, I think Fedus and Ben Castro on Pinkbike did a really good uh, yeah, yeah. analysis of the corner. And did you see, well, Bruni needed to find a lot of time. And he said he watched... Uh, Cathro's video from practice. Really? And he found a lot of time. <laughs> <laughs> wow, because like it comes back to what we were talking about earlier, that that exit of the of the root section. Yeah. And uh yeah, it still blows my mind that it all comes down to what uh, from what we understand it comes down to one corner. Um I'm still trying to look for Sean McCarroll's result. Now he's throwing that curveball <laughs> at me. Uh <laughs> whilst you're doing that, Omri Pirion finished in sixth. So it's good, still good points for him. Um yeah, he, he'd want for more, but he was. I think his knees was pretty hurt, so not great. Loris Verge was looking really good for the podium and crashed right at the end. Sean McCall came 129. 129. Sorry, nice. <laughs> could have been my bottom about that. <laughs> <laughs> so Verge again, his consistency not so good. Crashed right at the end. Finished only six seconds down, so you wonder what could have been for Loris. Yeah. Um, how's he looking in the overall so far? He is sixth place. Yeah. So he's had a 41st, a third, and an 11th. It's pretty crazy he can still be in sixth. Hold on. 41st. Hold on a minute. Say that again. He is in sixth place with a 41st, a third, and an 11th. And he's in sixth place. 297 points. Oh, I'm looking at the standings he's here. He's also qualified first twice. Qualified exactly. first. No, he's qualified first at Fort William where he got 50 points. And that's qualify second this weekend. Let's talk about it. So, uh, Lote Bruni won the race, yes. and he's in second place, only five points behind Troy Brosnan. Yeah. So Bruni's had a first, a tenth, and a first. Yeah. So it's actually blown my mind the fact that Verges had a forty-first, eleventh, and a third, and he's in sixth place. Well, look where, look where Minar is. Uh, Minar's in fifth place. Minar is in fifth place. Yeah. Minar's had a zero a sixty-fifth, a, 60 a sixth. And a second. Yeah, zero points at the first round, of course. Yeah, but you know what? I think it's very, very rare that someone who wins two World Cups does not go on to win the series. Well, at the moment, as it stands, had Bruni had got... Bruni didn't score any points in qualifying at Fort William. Had he scored virtually any, he'd be leading. Yeah, yeah. But that, five it is, points. But it's super tight, tight on. Between Brosnan in first on 520... And uh, you know, Minan fifth on three hundred and twenty-one. That's just two hundred points. But it's those, it's top four, isn't it? It's uh, it's Brosnan, uh, Bruni, Piran, Hart. That's that's going to be the fight till the finish. Is this Danny Hart's most consistent year? It's one that I can think of. He's had a second, a fifth, and a fourth. Uh, I can't remember what you, you, what was he like when he won his three World Cups in two thousand and sixteen. Mm. He had a bad start to the year, didn't he? Yeah. 
Yeah. But um But Minar, Greg Minar, big story. The comeback. Can we call it a comeback? Yeah. But I think the worst time you can ever not qualify is at the first round of the year because that can really affect your confidence. But it doesn't seem to have done anything to him. No, no. I mean, here he is. I mean, it's just one of the most amazing results, isn't it? I think, absolutely. Can you imagine, you heard Warner was absolutely... F- <laughs> I think Warner was convinced. Yeah. Warner's convinced that uh, Minard won that one. Yeah, but not to be, but not very, be. very close. So in the women's, yeah, like I said, Tracy Hannah has got the overall at 50 points over race. So that's a decent margin. Mm. There's only 40 points between first and second on the race. Obviously, you've got to throw in the qualifying scores as well to get some yeah. points, but... That's probably going to go on all year. Um, it'll be between those two, I'm thinking, even though actually Nina Hoffman's only 25 points behind Rach, and she has been consistent so far. You've got to think probably it's going to be a race between Rach and Tracy. I think so. I mean, Rachel going after her, what, her seventh World Cup Series title. And, all of, and of course, after the number of wins by Anne Caroline Chosson, was it 44? Yeah. Rachel's uh, on 38. But not a great... Uh, weekend for the Atherton team where oh, we was talking about this I think G was down in 39th maybe mm-hmm. yeah yeah and 39th place uh, which, still which is a shock because he won Fort William British National yeah and um, did, he did win it didn't he I uh, did yeah we yeah. don't know there could have been a story there that we didn't see but I don't really know. what do you mean well he could have had a crash or something uh, this round I mean not, yeah yeah not okay right did he so yeah and on to on to Andorra. How long have we got though? We've got a few weeks, have we? Yeah, I'd expect Andorra. Gwyn will be back on it, but I think Andorra's got. I think it's got Brosnan, Vergier, Hart, or Bruni's name on it, right? Well, last year, uh, Tarni Seagrave won, race second. Uh, Tracy Hanna third. Uh, How did you get this info so quickly? I've got it written down. <laughs> and Loris Vergier won. Pierre was second. Yeah. In front of the common style team, of course, who are based in Valnord or yeah. in Andorra. Finishes just outside their cafe. Yeah, Brooke Donald. Oh, that's good, that cafe, isn't it? Yeah, it's not bad. <laughs> good wine there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Brooke Donald, third place. What's Brooke doing this year? Let me have a look. Well, Brooke was, Brooke was up, wasn't he? Brooke was up on up, up on the splits, I think, at, at one point in uh, in Blue Gang. He's, he's had a 13th, an 8th, and a 14th this year. So, hmm. The big one, inconsistent, inconsistent one there looks like Finn Isles. So he's had a 25th, a 4th and a 29th. But like you say, mm-hmm. that might be the youth that does happen. And your man, your man, Mark Walker, has had a 7th, a 7th and a 15th, which is actually pretty consistent. It is. That's for 7th overall. Yeah. Um, yeah, those big sort of outliers are really Loris Vergier and Minar with their sort of really bad scores at, at one round and then scoring really, really well at the others. Yeah. But we have another five rounds to go. Great. So actually, I've forgotten there was that many, to be fair. Val Nord, and then you've got Leger the week after, talking about old school Alpine wow, tracks. Wow, Leger. Crikey, Don, that was your, that's your, one of your best World Cup results, right? When that you was, ate, weren't you then? Was Tent. not. That was, I've had, I've got a few good Leger stories. Some of them, <laughs> some of them include racing. <laughs> maybe, we, maybe we should have started the podcast with this bit. I, I, I tried, <laughs> Here we go. tried to qualify for my first ever World Cup and I snapped my chain out the gate. 
Here we go, another one. I got told off. So that, let's make a list now, Jack. So you're shifter, chain, <laughs> cameraman flashing, there's always something with a Don. Andy Kiffin told me off. Right. He was Steve's mechanic and helped me out at the time. Said yeah. I should check my chain, every single link of it at the mm -hmm. time. And I thought he was being ridiculous until a few years later. And I thought, actually, yeah. he's probably right. But didn't you? I'm sure you came I'm sure you came top ten in, in I have Oh, is that the world championship? Yeah, I qualified sixth at world champs right, and then crashed. And I was yeah. ten seconds off. Well, what was that? Was Fabian's that the, winning time? Was that the colour of paint on your tyres? What was the, <laughs> what was the excuse there? Um, I don't know. That that one caught me out of the blue. Didn't like your skin suit because you were wearing a skin suit then, Don. I would have been. Yeah. We haven't. Hey, listen. We haven't talked skin suits or any tech from this week's uh, race. Well, they're virtually wearing skin suits anyway, aren't they? Pretty right? much. Yeah. But I think it looks cool. I think Daniel looks cool with the kit they've got. I think I think the kit does look pretty good at the Where's minute. His kit? Uh, I still don't like Bruni's kit. I like Verge's kit. It's cool. That's the old moto. Uh, what's Jack's verdict? I mean, Jack is obviously the fashion uh, fashion <laughs> man here. Yeah? Jack, what's your what's your verdict no, on? No, you would. Would you not be wearing those zebra pants? Uh, it's not I can see you clubbing in those, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think the Bruni trousers are the worst thing. They they're short trouser looking things. <laughs> look terrible. But I mean, rainbow stripes always look pretty good. Yeah, uh, Borough Bikes looks like we're settled now. Looks like... Um, has Bruni been doing anything with his wheels or has he stayed on the small back? He's probably been checking them. He uh, would have probably thought that would be the one, maybe, Leo Gang, for big wheels both end, if yeah, he was going to do it. Yeah. So when Virgil won last year in Andorra, was he on 29? Yeah, yeah it would have been. Was yeah. he? Yeah. Must have been, surely. And because uh, like that, I think that's where the big big discussion is, is Andorra, because it's, it's flat to the top. And then it's super steep. Well, Andorra tough and gnarly. Yeah. Leger, pretty good the whole way down. Leger has got to be. It's old school. It's fast. It's yeah. rooty. It's woody. It's alpine pistes. Val de Sol is just horrible. Steep. Hated riding it's that. Not, it's not steep, though. Val de Sol is not a steep it, track. It is. It's not. Honestly, it's not <laughs> steep. I think the lower part of Andorra is steeper than okay. any any of Val The big thing with Val Sol, maybe it wasn't steep, but it was just there weren't many turns. You, you were always going down a fall line and there was no rest and there was horrible rocks and roots that you couldn't see everywhere. Because so of the deep dust. It always felt like you were always going to hit something and have a massive crash because you couldn't yeah. see it. Yeah. And you're going down the fall line a lot. Yeah. Lenzerheide, that's fairly Dull. direct <laughs> <laughs> yeah I kind of like watching it but it doesn't look like a good track to ride oh, it makes me think that you know those, those that loose gravel yeah but Minar, Minar is king on stuff like that isn't he he yeah. knows exactly how, how, how much to push it on a short track as well and the last round is in the USA been a while uh, Snowshoe which I know absolutely nothing about right but it's shaping up for a good year. Well, Don, you're only 37. You can still go and race World Cups. Get yourself over there. I couldn't think of anything <laughs> more challenging and less rewarding. Oh, nicely nicely dodged on the words there. It's been 10 years since I've raced a World Cup and not one part of me wants to do it anymore. Yeah. But I like watching it. I'm a big fan now. Yeah, me too. And so the show goes on to Andorra. It does. Um, something I want to mention before we finish the, this week's podcast is that we popped up on Apple iTunes as new and noteworthy. Nice. I, I don't know if we were just new and not noteworthy, but it seems to work quite well. So the, the numbers are going very nice as well. So thanks for listening. Yeah. Uh, you can find it on Apple Podcasts, on uh, Spotify is our next biggest, and a few other podcasts. Uh, uh, podcast providers and of course on YouTube if you want to watch it there there's a link down below on YouTube over to Win Masters is GoFundMe thing for the privateers uh, so definitely worth throwing a bit of cash that way if you can nice 
Well done. It's been nice chatting. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait for Andorra. I absolutely cannot wait for it. Seven so exciting. You're going to have to wait. So exciting. Three weeks going? away. Huh? Are we going? I don't know. I'll be there. Oh, yeah. I've got to go next week, actually. Oh. Go and put a time in, see how you fare. <laughs>